Hello everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the Q-Tip, the podcast by the financial services consulting company Corsus. Uh, I'm once again joined by Carolyn and uh, we've got a very, very special guest on with us this week to discuss what he terms the art of friend making. Simon Marie Scoddard, how are you both? Very good. Thank you for the invite. Thank you both. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here and hear what Simon has to say on his friend-making skills. <laughs> I'm worried that uh, Adam's already bigged up this uh, this title, self-imposed title, obviously. As, as I was going to say, there's not many chief friend-makers out there, so it, it, no. it is, it's a big Actually, bar to hit there. I'd love to say it was my idea, but it actually wasn't. It was Ryan Backus who, who said, Do you know what, we should come up with this amazing title for you. So obviously the first thing we did was put that on uh, LinkedIn and it attracted so many comments with, from other people saying, why haven't we thought of that before? I'm going to adopt that title. Do you mind? Um, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. So it is a crazy one. But I must warn you, Adam, that uh, today that we are going natural here. And so my dog is sitting next to me. He has developed Tourette's, but you know, he'll have anxiety if he's not here listening to you at the same time. So it is very important uh, that you be aware there may be some howling or barking going off. And, and I'm here to represent Simon in a legal capacity if he makes any false moves. Simon, you are protected. Legal counsel is in the room. So you just speak freely. And yeah, I think this will be great. So that hasn't had to be said to any other recording, has it? Nope. You've just done first. it for me specifically. You're, the first. You're special. You didn't see the contracts I had to sign to get you on here beforehand, Simon. It was lengthy. Fantastic. It's taken up a lot of my time. <laughs> um, but it's, um, it's great to have you on. And um I figured we'd start off how we sort of usually do and just ask you a little bit about yourself and sort of your career background and sort of, I suppose, how you got into friend making, because I certainly need help with friend making. Ah, oh, right. OK, no, thank you. Actually, uh, someone you probably adore is, uh, I, I think, is holding that mantle after last night's football game. Mr. Saka, I think he made many friends last night, hasn't he, across <laughs> the across the, the the English nation here. So anyway, getting back to your question, um, career-wise, I, I started off actually in an engineering background, probably quite difficult for some people to believe that, but it was in the, in the, in the telecoms industry. And it was a really exciting time where, um, you know, the, the, the telecoms industry was moving to this new world of electronics, you know, from their old Strouger mechanical telephone exchanges that the clicking and bashing and the ticking used to be able to hear. And um, I, I, I was in there and uh, on the sort of management scheme. And, and, and I think I was actually quite sort of career minded in those days. And um, I had this sort of uh, appraisal review with my boss and um, he said, uh, well, your next position, you're going to have to wait until John retires. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'm held back because of this sort of hierarchy. That doesn't make sort of sense to me. So in, in a snap decision, I quit on the spot and decided to go go traveling. And um, and I'd, I'd already bought a house at this point. And uh, so I went off traveling, came back to find a new neighbor called Brian. Lovely chap, really nice. And it was such a good relationship that we used to have a, a piece of string with a bottle opener 
attached to the fence between our houses and we'd stand either side of the fence having a chat uh, over a beer it's lovely lovely uh, lovely chat anyway he had just landed himself a, a job at um, the evening standard selling advertising space and uh, he goes simon just placed my first advert uh, with the evening standard um would you mind applying for it just to show that it's working I said, all right, then. Yeah, of course I will. I did it. So I applied and it happened to be for this company that were developing uh, trading platforms, one of the first sort of digital trading platforms. Um, so anyway, I applied for the job, had to go for an interview. I'd never worn a suit in my life. So I had to quickly go down to the local uh, fashion boutique, found myself a David Bowie zoot suit, shoulder pads, you know, four foot across, narrow waist. I did have a narrow waist at that point. Uh, narrow waist. No, and I, and I was wearing DMs and I had to borrow a tie from my uncle and off I trot for this interview. And um, they sat me in front of an oscilloscope with a circuit diagram and they'd put faults on these uh, on this circuitry and I had to sort of diagnose the problems and, and fix it. And uh, ultimately I got the job and uh and that was my sort of link from the telecoms industry to bumbling into into the financial services world and um and and let's say this company built this first uh uh trading platform and it, it was if you imagine the old trading floors were you know the green screens uh, you know attached to mainframes and and uh sort of video feeds from the brokers and uh, and this was a, a a single platform that that uh, you could hook all of this up to one keyboard with six screens you know as a real estate you know solution it was fantastic and um so you know i found myself in london from this little country bumpkin going into london with an a to z getting lost on my first day and and rocking up at this uh, this software company's uh, client to help them build out this this platform so that was my um my uh you know foray and how i got into in into banking um and then worked for a, a number of, of uh banks after that i was basically poached if you like from from one of these firms and said we like what you did on this this platform can you help us uh project manage uh, by the way most most people won't believe i did project management but i did once um if you look at my organization skills um, i'm actually but... terrified to hear that that was once <laughs> what you did but that's okay we move on from that yeah, exactly. And, and then, um, yeah, and then sort of moved around the, the, the banks and, and then um, it was in the uh, sort of late 90s, 2000s that took my first sort of foray into consulting. I'd just been on this massive project with, with a bank which was selling its equities and financing businesses to another bank around the corner. And it was working with the consultants that, that um, that they were engaged to help uh, this bank do, do, do the sale that sort of gave us the idea that actually there's a different way of doing this. You, you know, you know there, there's, a, um, there's a huge opportunity if, if you've got those right sort of core and deep ingredients around consulting, um, you know, there, there, there's an opportunity to go and build something. And that was my sort of foray from telecoms to sort of working in the banks to to then ultimately uh, uh, into the world of consulting. And it's still uh, a learning journey for me every day. Every day is a school day. As it say. is. It's, it's very, very true. And, 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 and 
what it is 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 that this you know it's a mix of people whether it's the people you're working with within your own firm or the clients that you're working with you know everything's moving so fast you know the rate of change and 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 the things you have to consider it is you know it, it is a school day every day you're right it's almost like we put some preparation into this because that nicely leans on talking about change into sort of one one of the big oddly enough there's the last year and a half has been a bit weird I don't know if either of you have noticed um but how do you think the the art of friend making or I suppose in more formal terms relationship management in financial services has been impacted by the last year because obviously you can't have or you couldn't for a long time thankfully getting back to normality in some respects now but you couldn't have face-to-face meetings in person so what was sort of the biggest challenge early on for you do you think I think I probably want to take it back a little bit a step back to actually say what is relationship management you know what what does that actually actually mean and you know you know it is in its name that that it isn't something that instantly can happen you can't flick a switch and then suddenly you've established a you know a great relationship it, it, it is something that needs to be worked at like any other relationship that you have in you know personal uh, type of relationship so all of those sort of things take work and you know some of those start on a wobbly footing you know I've got history there as well where where the relationship didn't start very well because of usually something I've said or done or not done uh, and you have to work hard at, at correcting it and, and getting everything uh, right through to those where you do have some sort of you know instant rapport and, uh, and but then prepare yourself that you may get a few wobbles and in like any relationship you know while everything's on a high it's, it's really good and you're just motoring on forward but you have to prepare yourself for for some of those sort of you know upsets along the way that that, that can happen but you know it takes work time and effort to 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 uh, you know establish a good relationship um and importantly i think that that to to have a good relationship you need to understand your clients you need to know them uh, really well and and that means understanding what what is their vision what are they trying to do what are their sort of goals objectives and importantly how can you help them and you have to have the confidence in your company or whoever you're working for you know your your you know products services whatever it is that you're taking to market you have to have confidence about that as well and and ultimately build trust with um you know with 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 your clients um and I and I think you know that's done through research really about your clients, not not only about their business, but about them and understanding their sort of personas. Uh, and and it, say it really comes down to your own. Are you a person? I suppose I'm getting to that that ultimately wants to help people. You find yourself putting yourself out there to to try and help people either with challenges or helping them with their needs, etc. If, if that is in your mentality, then you are going to naturally be a, a good relationship uh, sort of person. But going back to the sort of the looking back at the the sort of the early challenges that we've had through the sort of pandemic, I, I suppose that we all had to frantically find new ways of of communicating with our clients through the different mediums that are available to us, you know, through the video conferencing, uh, you know, facilities and and, and co- phone calls 
and and you had to adapt your sort of approach and schedule to that um and you know trying to get in people's diaries to to, to have that sort of conversation was you know is a, is a difficult thing to do um and and i think that you know even going back at you know looking back a year people's diaries or conversations were really dominated by the pandemic and, and so it was around really people you know having to focus on stabilizing their business as usual activities to ensure that the you know everything stood up and they did met their obligations and did what they did and therefore trying to inject a you know a conversation around change or or or, or something further down the line that you want to plan for is quite difficult you know in in that so that was a sort of an observation that that uh, you know, I got from it the other observation is that you tend to fall back to who you know as well so it was obviously a difficult environment to establish new relationships and so you know i'm not saying it's exclusive but you had to go back to the people that you know well to help get them to help you navigate to other people but you must always apply that that sort of um uh, we'll call it the sort of discipline or approach of making sure that it isn't a once and done sort of phone call it, it, it is a series like dating you know it is a series of steps in a relationship to grow that those those people so understanding that you have to put that effort in to 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 uh you know to build and maintain those relationships is is you know as of importance and Simon, on that point specifically, I have heard in the past, and I, I don't know if I personally agree with this or not, but I'd really like your take, is someone once told me that people do business with their friends. Do you agree with that statement or would you disagree with it or some kind of shade thereof? What is your take on that? People do business with their friends. No, it's not exclusive. It, it isn't. That, that isn't the, the case. I think obviously having a good relationship, whether it's a friend or a transactional relationship, you still always have to deliver. You know, to, and that's what gives the trust to that relationship. And 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 I, I'm an example of 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 that. And as you know, I've worked with Ryan for for many years, and we're like a a sort of a double act. And and. But now that's expanded with yourself, Karen, and with, with Kieran, with Adam and everybody in, in the in the courses family, that actually it takes, you know, bits of everyone. So, you know, to, to actually deliver, to build the trust, to, to fulfill what we want to do. So friendship on its own, no, it won't. But friendship complemented with an ability to deliver and, and, and execute for your clients definitely is, is the tick. And I think that's something at Corsus that we've recognised that that we all have specific skills or unique skills, and we're not looking for that person because they're just like unicorns, I suppose. You just can't find the one that has everything, you know, that has every attribute you need in 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 into to building a, a you know relationship with someone. So we recognize and, and it is important that you do need someone that can be this sort of you know the, the friend but you also need to back that up with someone that can you know that, that can articulate the, the or, or shape the solution or the problem statement and you also need the someone that gives the confidence that you can you know deliver on that or someone that can tell the story so it's important about bringing all of those things to the party 
and that's what rounds it. So basically, I think what you've just confirmed, if I'm out on my own, Carolyn, I'm stuck in the water here <laughs> with no friends. So I have to thank everyone else in courses that, that enabled me to, to have those friend relationships. Yeah, that no, that makes absolute sense. And I tend to agree with you in that sense. So thank you for answering my question. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. I think you know, in, in, in terms of how we've adapted um, to, to, to some of those relationships, you know, make the most of, of your network, because we all do have a network. And, you know, you remember that it's not really the projects that you've done or those sort of achievements. You know, I, I did X, I put a rocket on the moon, but it's actually the people that you've worked with in the past to actually achieve that is what you remember and who you remember. I had this great working relationship with with X and, and you know, together we delivered something and it's the people. So, you know, across any organisation, I'd really encourage every member, you know, to, to really think about the people that you've worked with and they are your best friend makers. You know, they can enable you to, to get across the market and, and you know, and, and talk to, to, to lots of people, but also that you have to believe in your value proposition as a firm. You know, that that is what gives you the, the confidence, if you like, to, to, to go out and, 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 and talk to people. And do you think this skill set of yours being a friend maker and the chief friend maker, um, is this something that you find comes naturally to you or do you work on this and do you did it take time to build up that skill set that's a great question because i was talking to, to someone else in the firm about this recently that actually i didn't know what i was good at i knew what i was bad at quite a lot but and that's quite clear that many people have told me uh, but i didn't know what i was particularly good at until probably my mid-40s which was, you know, basically going out and talking to people. And I think there has to be, as I said, going back to this point of you're in a position where where you're, you're talking to someone where you actually believe that either, you know, you can help them in whatever it is that they want to do. So if you've got that sort of caring side and you care about outcomes of things, then that that is the natural element that I think uh, that, that you can bring to the party but then there are other other sort of uh i'm going to use the word techniques it sounds uh, a bit sort of uh instruction led but it's not but there are other things that you can do just through discipline and and, and planning that that can help you obviously improve that um but i i think you know again it's coming back to really wanting to, to to do things and having the confidence in your value proposition your colleagues ability to support you through through those you know those steps of that sort of life cycle of working with, with clients and, and you know what i'm always impressed with and especially within within courses now is that for such a young firm how everybody is committed to improving the firm in, 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 in every aspect of its operating model. You know, thinking across our sort of pillars of, of the client pillar, of the business pillar, of the delivery pillar, et cetera, the people pillar, that, that it isn't just led by one person, two people. Actually, the whole organization is, you know, is in, in, embedded into that improvement and growth. In, in such a way that it is so good to talk about it. And that's the confidence stuff. 
you, you know that you've got you've got something that you're really proud of that sort of track record and and knowing that that um that everybody wants to do the right thing for your client and everybody wants to do the right thing for our people within the in the company once you've got all of that behind you and you know that everybody's pulling in the in, the, in that same direction then that's instead that gives you that sort of confidence to go and 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 talk to to, to people about it one of the um uh, things again that i learned late late on in life was around this you know being being comfortable with being uncomfortable you've probably heard that you know said quite a few times in, in you know in in our life together here but you know we often have to go in front of our clients who know 100 times more about the topic the subject the challenge than we do but we bring something else to that party, whether it is being able to move something across its small steps of A, B, C, D, you know, along it, along its journey, or being able to, you know, identify key people that are quiet and help them get their point across or whatever it is that, that you know, we quite often put ourselves and, and being a friend maker or a relationship manager or whatever you want to call it. That is something that you have to do. You're going to recognise you're going to have to talk to people on topics, on subjects that that uh, you know very little about sometimes. And um, but that's where your colleagues support you again. It's uh, it, it's 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 interesting, but that's that every day is a school day bit again. That's what keeps you, you you going. You know, if I didn't have this, I would be the most dull person in the world. All I would do is. <laughs> talk about motorbikes or, or windsurfing or sailing the whole time and you'll get very fed up with me most people would so i think that's certainly something i've found in my career so far is i'm very comfortable with being the person in the room who knows the least about most things so uh, <laughs> so those conversations don't really scare me too much yeah but it's something i think um we talk about a lot internally in courses as well is a key point to all of these things you're both speaking on very very correctly is trust in other people and I think it's a trust is a two-way street is as mm. the saying goes and it's it, it's so fundamental to like you were saying earlier Simon sort of your social friendships and that's why I think we sort of joke about the term chief friend maker but it is a lot of the core tenants to a client uh, consultant relationship and a friend friend relationship are the same it's all about having trust and sort of confidence and transparency and openness at least from from my perspective no i i i totally go I agree with you but i think what's interesting you know people um are probably thinking about the that sort of the situation we've just gone through is as you said around you know the last sort of year or, or 16 months or whatever it is of, of working through a pandemic to where we are now and, and then will it mean we go back to how it was you know that 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 is a well i i don't i don't think it needs to be thought like that at all i actually think that that we've accepted and, and it's been baked into us now that, that there are, through the use of these different you know, mediums, there are different ways to interact with, with, with clients. Now, of course, you know, that, 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 you know, that some of us really enjoy that, that face to face and that, that, and, you know, that's really, really important. Um, 
you know, who's going to smell my lovely new aftershave if I'm just sat behind a screen? It's, it's you know, it's not on, is it really? Someone's got to benefit from it. But it, it is important. But I, I just do believe that that going through this, it has opened up other sort of benefits to us and different ways of working and in, interacting. And we should leverage everything that, that that's available to us. Now, that doesn't detract from, you know, having uh, good plans and, and approaches and, and things embedded. And I can see Carolyn smiling here saying, Simon, I've never seen a plan be new in my life. Um, True. But, <laughs> um, but I, I think it has taught us a lot. And I was just thinking about, you know, the, the global reach we've got now. You know, I, I remember being on really frequent trips around around the world of, of being in uh, you know, in and I remember doing actually it was one Christmas doing a, a sort of a, a round trip of of the US and Asia and 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 yeah, this new way of working, if you like, with the with the tools that we've got, it's just given us global access from our home, from our office, and having you know you've got much more participation from people that we we can you know engage with using the the, the video conferencing. And then the other bit was for me was that when you're not commuting, when you are working from home, that actually that commute time where you were pretty much unavailable if you do due to sketchy phone service or whatever it was, or just catching up on emails, I'm actually using that effectively to talk to you know Asia in the morning or, or talking to the US, you know, in the evening. It's it's you know it's making the most of those things. So it, it isn't about going back to how it was. It's embracing what's in front of us and and making each of those sort of approaches a way of talking to clients. You know, work for you. So that, you know that that's a, that's a a good bit um, uh, for me. Do you sorry? Do you find that you have to adapt your friend making or relationship management skills? to the medium that you are utilizing. So do you feel like you have to change when you're on a Zoom, for example, versus how you would address the same client in person? And I appreciate that these are off the cuff questions because we try to keep it real here on Q-Tip, but seriously, I mean, because I found, yeah, working on Zooms and video conferences, it is quite challenging and it is very different than when you're in the room. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear your take on that. Yeah, it is. Um, Maybe the answer is you should consider it in advance. Um, but uh, as as one of your colleagues can probably tell us that uh, there was an early morning uh, Zoom call with um, uh, with uh, uh, some people in in Singapore, I think, and uh, I was sitting in a t-shirt and some lounge trousers or whatever they called. Um, <laughs> and I, I was sitting there and I looked quite respectable from the top half but then I stood up to let the dog in or something like that and I'm walking around in these checkered pajama bottoms around so you're it. that guy basically <laughs> yeah it, it, exactly I, I think um, yeah there, there is you know, you know I, I find that probably in the uh, remote working using video that that the the you you probably are more planned because you know you've got this narrow window to get certain things across and recognizing people's diary this is the other thing that I observed that um, people's diaries tend to be jammed from one end of the day to the other now there, there is no gaps or things like that in the diary and therefore you have to sort of squeeze things in 
where in 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 the past in the sort of more face to face setting the the conversation flowed much more easily and actually probably spent half of the time catching up and and being of the older sort of generation and and gone through having children and and you know taking them on on holidays and things the sort of conversation was very always you know you know your conversation's going right if, if actually when you start talking about the work bit is at the very end you know, it's, oh, yeah, and while I was here, it was great to catch up and talk about our children and all of this sort of stuff. But the actual work that comes in, you normally run out of time and say, I tell you what, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to reschedule or, you know, get another meeting in the diary next week to to go through through this uh, the, the stuff that we're supposed to talk about. So, yeah, there, there is a difference uh, between them, Karen. Uh, you know, I, I definitely, um, I, I think there is. And I think there is a, there is a caution bit here as well that, that with these diaries that, that are I suppose so full now that you know you, you do miss that opportunity just to have the friendly chat which is nothing to do with work so again it's really important that you make time for those sort of friendly chats and putting in some thinking time as well and and you know while we're all back to back you know with, with zoom calls and whatever it, it makes it difficult so there's, there's a, a cautionary tale there as well I think. I think I definitely agree with you there. This even arranging this podcast recording, I can exclusively <laughs> reveal, was quite difficult because I know it certainly uh, both of you are very, very busy in the back to back meetings. And so I suppose in that way, do you think you've been more productive over by sort of working virtually? Um, I don't think productive's ever been used in any context of myself. <laughs> Um, but I do know that, that actually, yes, uh, have been a lot more productive. Um, and as I said, it's it's more planning. But actually, it, it's forcing us to probably, you know, get outside our comfort zone sometimes as well, where, you, you know, we're all hands in to, to achieve things that, that, that we need to. But you know, we all have to to support each other and and start doing things that maybe you know not necessarily that that are in your sweet spot, but you, you know you know help move move things along. But um, I found it. I suppose other other lessons I've learned from this was um, uh, in, interesting about you know how did friend making come about for me. Um, it was I was actually working at a, a Canadian bank um, and uh, they assigned me a, a, an assistant, um, a lovely lady called Kieran. And um, she was married to the ambassador of Victoria in Australia for that, for that province. And uh, knowing I was a, a rugby fan, she um, said that, uh, would you to save me having to do would you mind sort of escorting my husband to a dinner with the Australian rugby team oh, okay you know if, if I have to get go for this it was uh yes I'll, I'll, I'll go and do it and um and it was it was fantastic and and by the way he was a Jesuit priest uh I don't know what the relevance of that to this story but um anyway so I but how was he married then huh it, 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 sorry he was a past Jesuit Oh, that it. was his okay. training, and, and now he was his ambassador. And um, so I rocked up to this uh, dinner with him, in, 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 and I was just following him around. And uh, 
And um, we, we saw a load of the rugby team in, in you know, standing in a circle and a lot, lot of groups of people. But there was this um, group of people that seemed to be having so much fun, chatting, laughing. And I saw David, uh, this Kieran's husband, basically walk in to the middle of this group of people and 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 just sort of insert himself and and he said it, it looks like you, you you're having so much fun I you know I, I want to be part of this and 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 with without batting an eyelid you, you know the conversation just enveloped David and myself and it was just him having you know you know the, the inclination to want to go and be part of that and and that I think taught me a, a lot, Adam. You know, in, in in terms of of that it's up to you. You could stand on the outside and and walk around the halls. It's probably like any event, you know, that you go to. It, it could be an industry uh, event or something like that, and people are standing around with their coffees and canapes or something like that. Um, but you, you know, having that sort of again that that sort of confidence to to go in and 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 talk to someone that you don't know. Um, I, I think that was a, a big lesson for myself um, to do that. So would you say so that's would you say that's the most sort of valuable lesson that you've taken? It doesn't necessarily not that obviously wasn't from your career, but sort of external to your career. Do you think that's sort of been the thing confidence? Yes, yeah, I, I really think so. And then, well, the other other one that that made it resonate with me was a, a comment from a, a client a current client now actually that um we were talking about someone else that was you know looking for work trying to do some work with this particular client and he, he the client said to me he said that working with yourself simon it never feels like i'm being sold to i'll never feel that you, you know you're putting me under pressure to to buy that there's actually this other side where we just have a relationship and we talk and 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 uh, and and just through that relationship, work seems to just happen. Now, I don't know what that magic source is, but I think it goes back to the beginning about about you know getting to understand that person and, and building a relationship over time that there is that trust and that that bond and and that's you know uh, a key thing to try and get to oh sorry that's Rafi can you hear someone's arrived well I think um that sort of leads into sort of the last point I I sort of thought would be interesting to touch upon is a lot of this uh coincides with sort of company culture and I know it's something that uh you Simon and Carolyn are both sort of very uh, very keen on um, on fostering here at Corsa. So, from your experience, how how important is a positive culture um, in financial services? Can I do the positive one, and we'll give the other one to to Karen <laughs> any any, okay. any difficult questions? As you're the guest, yes. Yeah, exactly. It's hugely important. You, you know, it is the culture that that I suppose it is how people align. You know, with 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 the company, with with the the direction it's going to, and it, it it links you to your values. Sorry, can you hear the dog? By the way, kicking off now as well. Um, I, I should just be back in a second. 
We'll just talk amongst him while he sorts out the dock. We did say it was going to happen, didn't we? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it, it is about the, uh, aligning people and, and the organisation to its values. And importantly, it, it sort of gives you that steer to, to enable you to hold people to account as well. And, and having the, the, the ability in relevant security to actually raise things and, and, and raise things that you don't think are uh, aligned to the company values. And, and so it's that culture that, that everybody lives and breathes it, that, that, that's important. And, and you know, I, I think it, it really flows through courses, you know, clearly. Um, as it and, and to that point where you know I mentioned earlier about I just see whether it's the sort of in, in, internal initiatives or, or the various work that we're having to undertake you know there, there was always a hand going up to get involved and 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 join and that and that culture isn't a one person thing it comes from from all of us um, and, and that's the important bit you know to me that I see and and, and I, I just think we're, we're really lucky to, to be in an organization to have people that, that do it naturally. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to what you said earlier, Simon, about, um, you know, do you do business with friends? Well, not necessarily because you have to have the trust with the client and then you have to deliver on that. And mm -hmm. I know people really don't like sports analogies, but I can't help but think of a football team or a rugby team or whatever sport, even synchronized swimming, if you will, is that if you have a team of people that are looking to achieve a common goal and you have one person with a bad attitude, it will make it very difficult to score the goal or win the game or whatever it is you're trying to do. And when you're in that element, if you've got that kind of negative actor, you would hope that the rest of the teammates can circle around that person put their arms around them, pull them back in, change their attitude, make sure that the culture is consistent to achieve that goal. If after that attempt, it doesn't work, maybe that person isn't the right fit because they're not aligning in that culture. But I really do think like that culture of having the same alignment, the same mentality, being positive about things and achieving that common goal and following through is just absolutely critical to a healthy and productive work environment. And it really does go to what you were saying about surrounding yourself with those people who can deliver on the goals that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I I, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think that two two points there, I, I think that resonates with the point about people, you know, holding each other to account. I, I think that's, uh, you know, very, very important for us. And, and and I think also being fair to the individual, you, you know, that, that they may not succeed in, in, in a company like, you know, like, like this, that if they can't, so it may be better suited elsewhere. So it, it, it isn't, you're not necessarily just being the bad guy, you know, that you, you can actually be fair to an individual to help them. Um, and and the, I did have a, a second point there as well, but it was it's typically, you know, I've thought too long about it and, and forgotten it. It'll come back in a minute. <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway, there, there, there you go. I, I think Adam, you you mentioned an interesting point actually, not so much about the culture, but about the the the, the personal relationships and and then how you have to build them. It is important that that again, I I, I sometimes feel there's a sort of shoemaker shoes type of scenario going on here as well, where you can put all of your effort into relationships at work is equally important that you devote the time at, uh, at home as well with the, 
you know your 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 wife husband uh, children whatever it is and uh, as mine can tell you i don't always quite get it right the, the balance can sometimes be off well no one is perfect simon but you are very close <laughs> yeah that's kind <laughs> but nobody's going to believe you carolyn <laughs> um well, I don't think there's uh, there's anything else I had, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to ask Simon, uh, Carolyn, whilst we have him. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think working with Simon has been a really great experience for me over the past nine months or so, and just learning how he fosters client relationships, he sells our services, but then also delivers on off the back of that. So I think, yeah, I think this has been really great to hear your background and um, next time, make sure you wear appropriate trousers when you are on a Zoom call. But yes, lesson learned there. No, this has been really great. Thank you, Simon, for your time. No, thank you. It's great fun. Yeah, well, you didn't realise, Simon, is this was just a ruse to get you uh, in the bad books of HR because that's now been noted down and is going on your career history. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> um, well, no, it's, been, uh, it's been great to have you on, Simon. So thank you very much. And oh, thank, thank you, you again, as much. always, Carolyn. Um, thank you for having me as well. Uh, and thank you to everyone for listening. If you could uh, share it amongst your friends, uh, make new friends and share it with them as well. Uh, subscribe uh, to where to the podcast, wherever you listen and give it a positive review if you have enjoyed. Um, and so, yeah, until next time, it's uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Simon and Carolyn as well. You really brought that full circle, Adam. That was really good. Close. <laughs> right there with the friend making. Love it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. See you later. Bye.